You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. Dollars over thoughts. I give you a thousand dollars. <laughs> That's my boozy voice. Dollars over thoughts. I give you a thousand dollars, man. <laughs> What's good, family? This is episode 22, and I'm your host, Slick P. I hope everyone is still staying safe and doing your part to help slow this virus down by staying home. If you're still working, and I don't mean from home either, thank you. Thank you again for your sacrifice, and on behalf of Sofa Thoughts, I want to tell you that I'm sorry that this capitalist society values money over human life. Crazy. One thing I noticed also is that mostly the essential workers are people of color. Interesting, huh? Besides doctors and nurses, most of the essential jobs are low-income jobs which are held by the people of color. When the topic gets brought up, I see people respond with, if they get degrees, then they can start staying home like the COs. The thing about that is, some people with degrees are still considered essential workers, which means they still have to leave the safety of their home to go out and work. So, that statement kind of inaccurate, ain't it? But, I will say this though. This should wake more people up about owning your own business. Most people work their entire life and give most of their life to these companies just to be shitted on. You are expendable. That put people in tough situations. You need your job to provide a decent living for your family, right? So, if you refuse to go to work or do your job, then the chances are you'll be jeopardizing that livelihood. Because they can and will easily replace you. There's always somebody ready to take your place and benefit off your misfortune. So you either have to make yourself valuable enough where it would be hard or impossible for them to replace you or create your own business where nobody can replace you. Do y'all remember when the virus first started and the rumor was going around that black people couldn't get the virus because we were protected by our melon? Then people started coming forward like celebrities saying that they had contacted the COVID-19 virus 
people start saying, oh, they getting paid to say that. Then people in our very own community started to test positive for the virus and some even dying from the virus. We went from black people can't get the virus to we are six times more likely to die from the virus. <laughs> now that's crazy. Black communities have been more affected by this virus because underlying health issues. Issues like high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, obesity. These issues predate the COVID-19. People in our communities have more health issues because they don't want to go to the doctor. They are afraid of what they might find or they have this mindset that the doctors just take your money and put you on medication. So to avoid that, they just take home remedies that was probably passed down from generations. And don't get me wrong, some of those old remedies are the bomb. They do work, but you still have to go to the doctor regularly to make sure everything is okay with you. And another reason is a lot of us cannot afford decent health care. This is systematically done. So, of course, when a virus like this comes around, it affects people with immune system. It affects our community. We are the first in line of fire. It's important to start taking better care of our health. Start eating better. Start exercising more. Start going to the doctors. I know we always make those New Year's resolutions to eat better and um, start working out. We start going to the gym and start being more active. We start going on these bird diets, only eating nuts and drinking water. <laughs> I know because I'm we. I would go on a 30-day get-right plan in a minute. But those diets are not sustainable. We have to start setting goals we can stick to and keep building from there. Small steps at a time. We shouldn't do these things just to get a summer body. We should do these things for a more healthier overall lifestyle. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all have seen the news, but Africans over in China have been treated poorly behind this coronavirus. Hotels and apartments in China have started to evict African people because they fear the coronavirus is being spread by African people. <laughs> you get that? And McDonald's franchise over in China has even started to ban those African people from entering the restaurant. And of course, when the news broke, McDonald's headquarters where they wasn't aware and they closed the store and they were administering diversity and inclusion training at the store. You know, the usual PR bullshit. It amazes me how everything usually falls back on us. We are the scapegoat for the world. No matter what it is, they find some way to make us the cause. We are the blame. A virus that started in China behind some bats, supposedly, has now switched to banning Africans because they are the ones spreading it? <laughs> okay. We are the most hated. Why though? Why? This has been a question I've been searching for for years. It has gotten to the point where we start blaming ourselves for shit. Of course, this is nothing new. This mentality was beaten into us hundreds of years ago. But I seen a post where someone said they can't stand these pro-black 
anti-government people. Like, damn, everybody's not against blacks. Everybody's white is not against you, and everybody black is not for you. So, let me get this right. So, you can't stand people that promote your own people in a good light. That's pro-black. You don't like people who are against the system that has fought your people for decades. That's the American government. Gotcha. But there was some truth, some limited truth in their statement. True that everybody white is not against you. And true that everybody black is not for you. Somebody commented and said, she, there are more people. Let me rephrase that. Shit, there are more black people against you than anything. And the person who wrote the post completely agreed. Now, why would they believe that more black people are against them than anything? Is it because that's all they see? Is it an unconscious way of thinking, meaning programmed? Is it that they might be the black people that's not for us that they were referring about? Whatever the reason is behind this fallacious statement, these type of people cannot be trusted. They will sell you out for some juicy crab and a glass of Taylor Port. <laughs> Don't trust them. But seriously, it's sad to see how many black people view other black people in a negative light. Your own people. I just don't get it. Moving on from the Nakers. This quarantine time has not been all negative or bad. I know many of us are ready for the outside to open back up. Y'all are ready to go turn up at the club, stand up on the couches, and waste liquor everywhere. Y'all ready to go sit down in these restaurants just to ask for the manager because your food wasn't right. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I can't wait to hear. What can I start you off with? Any drinks or appetizers? Man, listen. I know many of us are ready to catch flights and go visit different destinations, go to concerts, and just enjoy life again outside our homes. But this time has brought upon a reset. This time has given Mother Earth time to heal itself in many ways. It also has given us time to heal as well. Many of us was forced to start saving even though that grocery bill hit a little harder right now. It hit a little different. It seems like all our bills got transferred to the grocery bill. <laughs> grocery bill went from $200 to $2,000. Even people with EBT feeling it. EBT used to last a month or almost a month. Now that little balance bad last two weeks. But this time also has given people time to reflect on what's important in life. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much fame you have, we all are in the same predicament. No amount of money or fame can make this virus go away or stop you from being quarantined or even prevent you from getting it by having a vaccine. So in a world where money and material things means nothing in a sense, What's important to you? This time has given people an opportunity to reconnect and build relationships with their family. 
Parents have a chance to spend more time with their kids. Spouses have a time to rekindle love and communicate with each other. People have time to connect with their inner self in the spiritual world. I also seen people become more creative. We had the IG battles with the producers. We had people doing bingo live with bingo apps. We just had people dialing in and being creative. Life has become more simpler for some. It's all about your perspective and how you see things also. Are you looking through a negative lens or are you looking through a positive lens? We call 2020 a year of vision. So if your views are negative, then maybe you should change your lens. Just a thought. Today's topic, I want to touch on how to help friends or family members adjust to life after prison. Many of us know someone that has been incarcerated or might be currently incarcerated and is expected to come home. Depending on the length of their sentence, life as they knew it before has changed. Oftentimes we hear people refer to people who are incarcerated but are setting goals for themselves when they get out as jailhouse premises or prison talk. Meaning, once they get out, all the things they were saying is out the window. Men might tell a female they're going to marry her and start a family when he get out, or how he going to treat her better, that he misses the kids and want to spend more time with them. A person might have fine religion in jail, and when they get out, they're going to be more righteous. Or when they get out, they're going to get a job or become an entrepreneur, they're going to leave the street life alone and fly straight. They're not going to do the same thing that landed them in jail the first place again. And when they get out, those promises last for a few weeks and maybe even a few months. But eventually, they fall back into their old habits and ways. Why does this happen? It has to be a reason, don't it? Hopefully, after today's episode, we can at least start to think of ways to help our loved ones adjust back into society and also help encourage a, a new mindset. I know all of this depends on the person who is incarcerated, though. They have to want to change, not just say it because it sounds good at the moment. Another fact is the mentality of the incarcerated Spending a long time locked up and being told what to do and when to do it can make a person lose touch with reality. How things actually are conducted in the real world. Some people get out thinking they know everything. Thinking life will be one way. Thinking they will be able to do this or do that. And what they're really doing is creating a false sense of reality. So when they get out and realize things are not how they imagine them to be, then you start having those setbacks that may resort them going back to their old ways. So it's important for people getting out to have a realistic outlook on things. I had an uncle to get out for doing 20 plus years and he didn't know how to use a cell phone. Something simple as a cell phone. 
something that has become so normal to us was so foreign to him. He was really intrigued by the cell phone. It wasn't like it was an iPhone 11 or something. It was just a regular flip phone. It wasn't even a hit me on my next tail shirt. It was a burner phone. That incident alone made me just sit and analyze the obstacles people face when entering society again, especially after missing decades. People get out after having been given three hots in the cot for years to having to fend for themselves now. Without family, a halfway house, or some type of help, even getting a hot meal could be difficult. They realize finding a job is more than just going to fill out applications. Even though they have to face obstacles of having a record and doing time, jobs in most areas are up and down depending on the economy. So that's going to make finding a job even more difficult. Jobs are limited like now. It's going to be hard for a person to find employment right now. The economy is bad. Jobs are downsizing, laying off or closing. And the people um, that doesn't have a record are the same ones applying for those same available jobs as well. I've seen people get out and be picky about what type of job they take. They would rather be unemployed, bum off other people, or risk another prison sentence by doing the same thing that landed them in jail the first place rather than take a low-paying job. I understand that a low-paying job is not ideal, but some income is better than no income. You have to start somewhere, especially when you already have strikes against you. A person shouldn't be content and stop looking for something better by any means, but in the meantime, at least you have some way to make ends. A person should never be too powerful to work their way up. Knowing that getting financial stable and finding a job can be difficult and may seem impossible to a person just getting out, they might become depressed. I've seen people who never went to jail, they have degrees, have good work skills, become depressed for not being able to find work. So it's good to try to keep their spirits up any way you can. Build a sense of self-worth by giving them small tasks to do and complete. I talked about this before, even with ourselves. Completing small goals help build confidence. Success is success, no matter how small. If a person feel like they can succeed at something, then that would encourage them to keep pushing and moving forward. And you also have to help them promote positive thinking. Back to that 2020 vision again. Is your outlook negative or is it positive? Encourage positive thoughts, positive thinking. They might say, I can't find a job. You could suggest you haven't found a job yet. Now, that sounds more optimistic than just saying I can't, which sounds like failure. And we're definitely not promoting or encouraging failure. Not only may they become depressed, but they may also have to deal with anger. I had someone tell me how they deal with anger in jail is they fight. A lot of people that deals with anger 
want to lash out and hurt something or somebody because they need a way to release their anger. They want somebody else to hurt as well. So if someone you know has anger issues, whether just being released or not, then help them channel their energy towards something positive. It could be working out. It could be running, lifting weights, boxing, or whatever. It could be finding a crowd, something that relaxes them, painting, yard work. It could be music, breathing exercises with meditation. Anything besides violence is constructive and positive. Dealing with rejection is something else people being released deals with. Not just hearing no, uh, not at this time from jobs, but also with people they were close to or had some type of relationship with. Over time, it's natural for people to grow apart. Years away from each other only ushers that separation. You still can be cool with a person, but that relationship y'all once had is no longer the same. You may have took off in life and a person fresh home from jail had other things to deal with like surviving and staying alive and on top of that, missing years on the outside. So y'all paths are no longer aligned. Y'all see life differently. Some relationships are doubt. Some are mendable. And some people just refuse to deal with them because they have moved on. But it's important for them not to take that personally. They just have to understand that's life. Even though you're in a place where life stood still, people in life on our side kept moving. They just have to adjust accordingly. But they shouldn't focus on who don't want them in their life, but focus on who do, who are in your life, and focus on getting their self in a place where they want to be in life. Priorities. Another thing I've seen from people coming home is wanting to go back to the same environment that influence negative things. Being around people that don't want more out of life than they already have. This could be old neighborhoods or old friends or both. If you know you will be tempted to partake in activities that don't promote growth or something positive, then why would you want to be around it? People fail to succeed because they refuse to leave their comfort zone. They refuse to sacrifice. Something new scares them or they feel out of place, so they go with what they know, and sometimes that's not good. I ask the question, why do people end up going back to their old ways earlier? Well, this is mainly why. If you continue to hang in old environments and around the old crowd, then eventually you're going to return to your old self. It's that simple. It's okay to go through every once in a while and show love, but to indulge in that lifestyle daily without first building a solid personal foundation for yourself is detrimental. And I know everybody is grown and they're going to do whatever they want to at the end of the day. You cannot control a grown person what they do and when they do it. But you can offer your input, especially if it's someone that's close to you. A person getting out might be tired of him, what to do from other people. So you have to find a way to tell them things where it don't seem like you being a warden or a CO. 
I know if I'm messing up, I want someone to tell me when I'm messing up and check me on it. That's what you do for people you care about. You don't keep letting them go down a path of destruction. Anybody that claims they are real or solid, we appreciate people like that in their life. The main thing is to be supportive. If you've never been in their shoes, it's kind of hard to tell someone how they should feel or deal with certain things. You don't know the degree of difficulty they face in adapting back to society. So, if they mess up, don't turn your back on them. Just be there to support them and keep pointing them in the right direction. This is the time when they need you the most. This week's album of the week comes from Rod Wave. His latest album, Pray For Love, is this week's album of the week. I've been a fan of Rod Wave's music since he dropped PTSD last year. His music is very personal. Some people say he needs therapy with all the hurt he rap about. <laughs> I personally enjoy the heart on the sleeve bars. He opens up about being hurt. He talks about being loved and scared to love again. He talks about pain for being crossed by his friends. A lot of topics I can relate to. Music is supposed to be personal, heartfelt, and something you can connect to. Rod definitely delivers that on this new album. The production is smooth and the project flows. If you don't care for singing rap, then this project might not be for you. But for the ones who like good music in general, then I suggest you check this out if you haven't already. It's that time to wrap things up. I had a good time as usual and I hope you did as well. Hopefully we all come out as diamonds when this quarantine is over. Don't forget to tell your family and friends to subscribe and download Soul for Thoughts Podcast. They have a lot of time on their hands right now so it shouldn't be an excuse. <laughs> Don't forget to look to your right or at the bottom. If you see a box, a cloud, or plus sign, Tap it on the ass and download this episode. I appreciate the continued love and support. And until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.